the Kings' first move of free agency came a little earlier than expected, the day before free agency starts, and that is extending Harrison Barnes on a three-year, $54 million deal in a move that was always the most probable move but definitely has a lot of people upset and disappointed that we didn't go bigger than just re-signing Harrison Barnes. $18 million a year is a little higher than I would have liked to, to give Harrison Barnes, but I think it's a pretty reasonable contract for him to get. Uh, $18 million is solid starter-type money, and this free agency class is definitely not the strongest, although there aren't a lot of teams that have uh, cap space right now. But this signing is definitely the safe move for the Kings. And like I said, it was always the most probable. I think when the Kings made that trade to get more cap space, it had a lot of people, including myself, thinking bigger. But obviously, that cap space didn't have to. Be used all on one player. I saw a really good analogy on Twitter from Brett Huff, which said this is like spending your Christmas money on your mortgage or rent, something like that. You know, it's the it's probably the most responsible move, but it's not the fun one. And I think that's why it has a lot of people disappointed. It's definitely it's not the big flashy move that I wanted, to be honest. But then again, that's not that's why we're all not GMs. This is a move that maintains flexibility for the team. You know, it's not taking a risk on a guy like Kuzma for 30 million and overpaying him. When you look at Barnes's contract, it's close to half of what Kuzma is asking for, who is obviously the other guy who could have been a big target for the Kings. And, you know, there are a couple of reasons why the Kings may have given Barnes this extension. And one of them could be they wanted to go after a, a Kuzma, a Chris Middleton, even a Brooke Lopez, but just other teams outbid them or they just they didn't want to come here. I mean, Sacramento has never been a big free agent destination, even when we're good or this move could have just been made because the front office wanted to round out the roster with multiple other solid pieces. And obviously we'll see right now we have 18 million about in cap space. We don't know exactly because we don't know how the Barnes deal is structured, how much he's making this year versus, you know, next year and the next year, but it's about 18 million in cap space plus the room exception. And so obviously we'll see what we do with that. But I think getting back to Harrison Barnes, we all know why people are upset that he got this deal. And it's because of the playoffs that he had, the playoff series that he had. And while, yes, it is a concern, the playoff series, he's not defined by one playoff series or even two. You know, he has a little bit of a history of un underperforming in playoffs you know, before even this last one. And so obviously that's something to consider. But at the same time, when you look at what he's contributed to the regular season, season which it matters, 
he played every single game this season, this past season for the Kings. And he fits into this offense perfectly. And he's not a bad defender by any means. He's just not an elite defender, which is what a lot of people want, obviously, for this team. But Barnes is just super efficient while being a low usage guy. He doesn't need to be the guy that scores even 10 points in a game, but he can give you 25 points in a game. And if he's doing that, that's a big bonus to your team. And I saw and I saw some stats on, on Twitter that were about his usage rate. And I think it said he had the seventh highest usage rate on the Kings while averaging 15 points per game. And I think it was Will Z that had a stat that said, uh, of all the players in the NBA, of the players that had under a a 17% usage percentage, which Barnes had under 17%, he had the highest points per game at 15 points per game. And, And so that is extremely valuable to this team. But I, and I think it also speaks to why possibly someone like Kuzma wouldn't want to sign here. He wouldn't want to uh, take a lesser role on this team. And so that could have been a reason why possibly he didn't want to come to sack. It's also interesting. There is a 10% trade kicker for Barnes's contract. And it was a little confusing. Uh whether he could be traded now or not uh, because the new collective bargaining agreement just came out. And so I had one source on Twitter saying that he could be traded now because it was an extension and not a free agent signing. And then I think it was John Hollinger was saying maybe not in the new CBA. Maybe he can't be traded uh, right now. And so I was a little confused on that. But even if it isn't right now, something that I, before the Kings made the trade on draft day to get more cap space, I was planning on making a video before free agency like I did. But the plan was for me to more talk about why running it back with Harrison Barnes is actually a good idea. And then we got the cap space and I switched it and I was talking about all the targets that the Kings could get, you know, the, some of the bigger targets. And I was like, Kuzma is a great, a great option. But running it back with Harrison Barnes, like I said, it maintains flexibility for this team and allows for trades. The Kings have so many mid-sized contracts that are perfect for making trades. And so I think it's all about being patient and letting the right opportunity come to this team. Because uh, I've said it before. Four ways to grow, free agency, trades, the draft, internal growth. And not signing someone to a big contract allows us to maintain more flexibility on the trades side of things. And then running it back just allows this team to have internal growth. I've seen so many people after this signing say, well, us trading the 24th pick for cap space means nothing now. And I just don't understand how they're coming to that conclusion because it's just not true. 
without that trade, we still wouldn't have 18 million in cap space right now to sign other guys, which is still exciting to see what we're going to do tomorrow. And then I, you know, I saw people saying we're going laterally. This team is not going to get better. The West is getting better. We got lucky with health. And I just don't agree with that at all. This team can absolutely get better. Even if you take the exact same roster from last season, put it into next season, this team can absolutely get better. We started a rookie on this team last year. You don't think he's going to get better? There are so many players on this team that project to keep improving because of how young they are, or at least maintain their level of production for a good amount of years. And the only guy who was older is Harrison Barnes. But it's not even like he's 34, 35. He's 31 now. So when the contract's up, he'll be 34. And that's pretty reasonable if you ask me. And also just the team maintaining continuity. I think that can improve a team, especially the defense. So I just think it's really an overreaction to say that this team can't get better if you re-sign Harrison Barnes. With the money that we have left in free agency, you know, obviously I made the the free agency video, but now things have changed. So uh, it could free up a, the possibility for a Sabonis extension, which I talked about before, but maybe it makes that more likely. I'm not really sure. With the Sabonis extension, it's an interesting one to me because, I mean, we see what goes on in free agency with, with guys like Kyrie Irving. And I'm not saying Sabonis is Kyrie Irving, because he's definitely not. But you can't always rely on a guy to, to just re-sign in free agency. And so getting Sabonis extended is definitely still a solid option. And again, it's not the, the flashy option. It's the responsible option, you could say. Uh, I, I have faith that Sabonis will re-sign anyways, but I would not be mad if that's what we do with some of our cap that we still have. But in terms of other players we could get, you could look for the Kings to, to make a run at a restricted free agent like Grant Williams now, who would fit into this team. I don't know if you'd get all 18 million, but 8, 17, 18 million, whatever maybe that is, because he is a restricted free agent, maybe you would have to offer that much so the Celtics don't match. That would be a guy that could start uh, in place of Barnes, and Barnes could come off the bench, or Williams could come off the bench. I, I think Barnes signing this contract, it gives us flexibility where he could still come off the bench. I don't think you really pay $18 million for a bench player, but the cap space that we have remaining does allow us to sign a player that is good enough that could possibly earn a starting spot. Could we make a run at Cam Johnson? Probably not now, but I guess it's possible. Uh, Bruce Brown is a guy that a lot of teams are looking at. I would be happy to have him on the team, but uh, there's so much competition for him. It seems unlikely, but a guy that just recently had his team option declined by the Timberwolves is Torian Prince. And that's a guy who I would love to to sign. I, I can't remember. I think his team option was maybe eight million. I mean if if we could get him below that, I think that'd be an absolute steal 
for a wing bench player, fills a need, is a good three-point shooter, solid defender off the bench, I think that would absolutely fill a need for the Kings at a reasonable price that would allow us to still have some cap to sign possibly a backup center like Plumley. And then we always have Sasha Vezhenkov, who could come over, could not come over uh, from Olympiakos. We will see the Harrison Barnes re-signing does make that interesting, where it's like maybe you don't want a player who's kind of similar to Barnes, but I, I, I think we're still probably going to go after signing him. This Harrison Barnes deal definitely makes uh, going into free agency a, a little less exciting, a little less excited about what the Kings are going to do, but that doesn't mean I'm not still excited, just not as excited because we can't make that big splash. Unless, of course, that big splash comes uh, in terms of a trade, which is always possible. Overall, this was just a solid move for me. You know, it's just fine. And there's still a lot of let's wait and see. And so I will be back making another video after free agency starts. I'm sure right when free agency starts, we'll get some Kings news at least. Maybe not all of the signings the Kings will make, but we'll probably get at least a couple. So I will definitely be here to talk about those. So that is it for this episode of The Roll Report. I will see you guys later. Peace.